How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Buddy's House of Horror Podcast. I'm not going to be doing the pre-recorded intros that I normally do on these, mainly because I think this is going to be a little bit shorter than your regular episode of the show. A little mini-sode, if you will. Um... I would just like to say, everyone, thank you for checking out all of the episodes that I have released so far of the House of Horror. I really appreciate it, whether you're watching on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're watching and listening to the show, I genuinely appreciate all of you. If you're not subscribed to my YouTube channel yet, please make sure you go ahead and do that. Make sure you subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, if you're listening on those sites as well. And leave me a rating and review. It really helps the show out a lot. It helps put some new eyes on the show who maybe haven't seen it. It gets recommended to them um, the higher the rating is and of course share it on social media all of that great stuff today's an episode for the locals um, because we're going to be talking about the haunted house restaurant that just opened up in cleveland ohio which of course is where the house of horror is located at 316 dead end drive in cleveland ohio Send me all your fan mail, except don't actually, because it's not going to get here. Um, But anyway, we're going to be talking about the Haunted House restaurant, as I have mentioned. This restaurant opened up a couple months ago, so it's a brand new restaurant. Um, There's a little bit of controversy surrounding the restaurant, because I guess they didn't think that it was going to be as big of a deal as it was, and it turned out being a huge deal. So, basically, they had to go to reservation only. Um, because you just couldn't get a spot at this place. No matter how hard you tried, you couldn't get a spot. I guess people would wait outside for hours and hours and get turned away. Um, but it doesn't seem like that's the case anymore. It seems that everyone knows that it's reservation only, at least for the time being. I was fortunate enough to get two reservations to the Haunted House restaurant, actually. One of which has not happened yet. Um, but one was sort of like a spur-of-the-moment thing. So I guess I'll, like, back up a little bit today. Um to talk about it a little bit. So, when I had heard it was a reservation only, I was like, oh shit, I gotta get reservations for the homies. I gotta get one for us, Miles, Jared, uh, Mazer Laser, and my illustrious wife, of course. So, I was going ahead and checking the site, and, like, basically, it's on open table, so, like, you kind of have to, like, scroll through the dates and, like, try to figure out, like, when's the best day that's going to work for you guys. And we normally hang out on Sundays. And I think I made this reservation back in, like, June or something, like, crazy. June or July. I, it was probably June. It seems like a long time ago when I did this. Um, but, so, I was able to get us a reservation for in October, which was perfect. October, haunted house movie, great. Um, so, I had that reservation for a while, And every now and then, I would just kind of check the Open Table website and see if there was a reservation open. Just for, like, that night or something. So, like, a spur-of-the-moment thing, like, if someone canceled or whoever, we'd swoop right in. And it finally happened. So, me, my wife, and a couple other of our friends went to the Haunted House restaurant as a spur-of-the-moment kind of thing. A reservation opened up, and we ended up going. Um, My hype for this restaurant probably wasn't the same as everyone else's hype for this restaurant because I really tried to like manage my expectations about this um because one I didn't want it to be like oh this could be like a tourist trap scenario you know what I mean this could be like a rainforest cafe or just like some dumb gimmicky thing or it could be something really really cool really niche they really took their time and effort with it I didn't know what to expect so I really wanted to manage my expectations going into it. 
Um, so this is obviously going to be my perspective going there only the first time, because the second time obviously has not happened yet, um, because it's in, at the time of recording this, it's still in a couple weeks. So, maybe on the Three Nerds podcast, I guess if that's what we're rebranding it as, we haven't recorded any of those episodes yet, but... Perhaps with Jared and Miles, we will talk about the restaurant more in depth on an episode of that show once we all get to experience it. So this is just my perspective and the perspective of the people that I was with at the time. Um, just if, you, if you've visited the website for the Haunted House restaurant, the website is garbage. Um, they don't even have like an about page to like give you information about it. It's just kind of like the menu. Here's how to make reservations. Um, and that's pretty much it. Like, the website is very, very basic. Like, it looks just like a template website, um, which would kind of turn some people off, perhaps. Um, but I'm sure their social media, like, they have an Instagram, they have Facebook, stuff like that, they're, where they're able to share better pictures and things like that. Um, but the website itself is not the greatest. They also do not have the drink menu on the website, but I took a couple pictures of the drink menu, um, so I can flash those on the screen, and I'll go through them a little bit as well. Again, this, I will be cutting in some pictures from my experience there into this YouTube version of this. I didn't want to make this, like, a vlog, because I kind of just wanted to enjoy my time and enjoy my time with the people I was with, so I didn't want to do, like, a vlog. Um, but I did want to take some pictures and then just talk about it afterward. Um, so I took some pictures. Again, if you're on the YouTube version, I would suggest watching it over there. Um, but if you're on the podcast sites, um, I'll put them on my Twitter, uh, at the Buddy Horror Show Twitter, um, so you can see some of the pictures of the Haunted House restaurant when this episode comes out. But the website, it just has their regular menu, it has, like, some reviews, stuff like that, and it has, like, their contact information, there's nothing, it's literally just, like, a one-page website, um, but, so I guess I will describe the night as it progressed, so I'll start with, like, the parking situation, so it's in the old Melt building, and there's a little parking lot, like, behind in, like, this alley, and there's, like, street parking and stuff like that. So it was a little bit hard to find a spot, um, but that's not impacting the review at all. But I just wanted to start in the parking lot because as we were walking into the establishment, there was a employee from the Haunted House restaurant standing outside. And I didn't actually see her when we were in the restaurant, so I don't know if she was, like, kitchen staff or what her position was. Um, but she was, like, standing outside, and she was like, you guys coming to see us? And we were like, yeah. And she was like, yeah! She was, like, really excited for us to go into the restaurant, which was great. It really, like, set the tone for the night. So I was like, okay, the staff is happy and excited to be here, which is awesome. I really appreciated that. Um, you walk in the building, you see the Haunted House restaurant on the door, and the big Haunted House restaurant, like, sign out front. I guess this is my first criticism of the place. It's just called the Haunted House Restaurant. It sounds like a very, very generic name. Um, I don't know... I guess it's easier that way, because it's like, oh, where are we going to dinner tonight? The Haunted House Restaurant. But, I mean, you could have called it... Like, the Haunted House Restaurant could have been, like, a subtitle to it, I guess, you know what I mean, like, it could have been, like, um, Mr. Spookies, the Haunted House Restaurant, or 
something like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it could have had, like, a main title, but, like, the subtitle was The Haunted House Restaurant. But as it is, it's just called The Haunted House Restaurant. So, in my opinion, it's just, I don't know, it's a little lazy, I guess. And there's some other things in this restaurant, and I don't want to be too negative about it, but there's a lot of things about this restaurant that just aren't quite there yet. Again, the restaurant is brand new. I mean, it has plenty of time to improve, but there were a lot of things in it that I felt were very big missed opportunities. Like everything wasn't like thought all the way through or there's, there's a lot of things that just like missed the mark or like seemed like half effort was put into it and stuff like that. Um, but as you walk in, you're going to see these big murals, um, that are painted on the wall that are very nice. And it's sort of an homage that this place used to be melt because melt always had the beautiful like murals, like painted on the walls. Um, so this one, it has, like, Jason Voorhees in a haunted house. There's Pennywise, of course, on it. I think Slimer's on it as well, um, as well as Thing from the Addams Family and f the Frankenstein monster. Um, and j the restaurant is sort of set up a little weird. It's, like, very boxy. Um, it's not open at all. Um, and it's boxy because the way that they did, like, this lobby, like, waiting room area is basically like a movie theater box office. You're going to go up to a ticket counter that has, like, movie posters on the side of it. Um, there's more murals on the side. Like, I think there's, like, a Beetlejuice one on there. I'm not looking at the pictures at the moment, but I remember there being, like, a Beetlejuice one. Um, and there were, like, some framed movie posters. And you go up to, essentially, a ticket booth, and they're talking to you through, like, the little microphone. It sounds like you're just at the movie theater. It's very authentic, and by that I mean you can't understand a word that the person is saying on the other side. Um, we were there a little early, so she was telling us that, like, we had to wait a few minutes to get our table, but we couldn't understand a damn thing she was saying through that microphone that they have at the movie theater. Like, it was very, very muffled. I guess it's authentic to the experience of going to movie theaters, because I can never understand what the hell they're saying either. Um... But again, I mean, that is what it is. So we waited outside for a little bit until our table was called. We got a text message when it was available. So we went back in. We were seated. We were kind of seated, like, in not the main area of the restaurant, I feel like. We were, like, behind a wall. And there was, like, a Pennywise animatronic back there um, that was going off. But it was a... We were actually behind the bar. But the bar was, like, boxed in. Like, it wasn't, like, an open bar on both sides. It was only open on one side. So, we were facing behind the bar. Like, a brick wall was right in front of us. So, it wasn't the best aesthetically looking thing ever. Um, and there were a ton of TVs playing different horror films. And we'll talk about that in a second. Um, but there were a ton of TVs up top. Like, it was a sports bar. But they were all playing different horror films. Um, the general aesthetic, it was kind of loud in there, um, and there was, like, music bumping, there was a guy who was sort of like an MC who would, like, get on the microphone and, like, he'd play games and stuff like that, it was like, they were trying to make it, like, a party, like, it was trying to be, like, a banger in the Haunted House restaurant, and I don't know, for me, it just, it was sort of like a mixed bag, like, I would have appreciated, like, a little bit of that, maybe, like, at an event, but just, like... 
it was too overstimulating, I guess. Like, there was so much going on. There were, like, flashing lights. There were the TVs going. There was music playing. Sometimes there were two songs playing at the same time because they had the normal soundtrack playing. They had the guy talking, and he was playing another song. So there was just so much going on. And they were playing the other song because they would do, like, can you identify what horror film this song is from and stuff like that. There was just, like, way too much going on for my personal opinion. There was just, like, a lot of shit that was, like, flying at you. And again, like, if it's an event, I get it, but just, like, on a cat... This was on, like, a Tuesday night, um, and it was just, like, going crazy. I get it. It's the Haunted House restaurant. I understand it's supposed to be like that, but... Again, if you're just trying to, like, have your dinner and stuff and, like, talk to your friends, it's just, like, in, like absolutely, like, insane in there sometimes. Um, I guess I'll talk about the drink menu and some of the drinks that we got at our table. So, the Instagram-worthy stuff are the Haunted Potion Bowls, which are basically these cauldrons with alcohol, and they're going to pour stuff in, and it's going to smoke all over. Um, I will put the video in of this uh, as it's happening, they also have the non-alcoholic potion bowls as well. Um, but they had one called the Candy Man, the Creepy Crawler Mojito, Ecto Cooler, the Thing, the Lighthouse, King Kong, and the Mist. Of course, all named after or inspired by horror films or horror characters. Um, we got the Lighthouse, um, which was vodka, gin, rum, tequila, triple sec, pineapple syrup, topped with blue curacao. Um, it was very good, but at the price of $35, it is, I don't think it's really worth the price, um, because it was kind of small, like, it felt like a $20 drink, um, it was, it says it's 51 ounces, but the majority of that is gonna be ice, um, so, I guess if you need that Instagram pic of, your cauldron, it's worth the price for the clout. Um, but otherwise, I do not... I, it, just in general, I think everything on this menu is a tad overpriced. And I get it, they're just starting out. They put a lot of money into getting this place set up. They gotta make that money back, obviously. But $35, and I mean, you see the size of the punch bowl. It's not that big. Um, you'd think like a $35 punch bowl is like good for like the table... Uh, but it's really a one-person drink, um, and my friend who was drinking it, she drank pretty much the whole thing, except for a couple sips, um, because she let all of us try it, um, like, she didn't even, like, relatively, like, feel a buzz, like, nothing, like, they're very small. Um, they also have some non-alcoholic options for the Punch and Bowls, Children of the Corn, The Grinch, Toy Story, Maleficent, and Happy Feet, um, didn't try any of those, um, I got my own drink. It was a smaller one. I got Gizmo's Green Tea, which was a green tea ginger beer drink with peach snops, Jameson, and sour mix. Um, my wife, she got the, um, one of the, I think it was the Red Dragonberry Drop is what she got. It was Bacardi, lime juice, agave, pineapple juice, and strawberry puree. Both of our drinks were good. I thought they were good. Um, not something that's gonna be like, oh shit, I gotta get that again, but they were good, they were enjoyable for what they were, um, our other friend just got a, a beer, um, so there's not too much to say about that one, they have a pretty decent beer selection, I almost got a beer as, like, a second drink, um, but I didn't want to go too crazy or anything, um, but they have beer, they got wine, um, they've got the cocktails and the punch bowls, obviously, they do have a happy hour from four to six 
um, from Tuesday through Friday, but our reservation was after that. Um, so we didn't get to utilize the happy hour. Um, and then on to the, um, regular menu. So we put in, we tried to put in our order pretty quickly just because we didn't know how long it was going to take and stuff like that. So when the, the server was there, we wanted to try to get everything ready as soon as we could. Um, so heading back to the regular food menu, I knew for a 100% fact I had to get some of the chicken and waffle options that they had. Um, I'm not going to go through their entire menu. Um, for you guys, you can go to the website and check it out. But I knew that they had like chicken and waffles. They had like bar food. They had like some seafood kind of stuff. Like the menu is kind of all over the place, um, which I think if they... Which is a good and bad thing, I guess. I mean, it's good there's a good variety, but it also shows that, like, they're not specialized in one thing, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, okay, this place is really known for their pizzas, or this place is really, really known for, like, their good burgers or, like, bar food or whatever. There's kind of, like, all kinds of, like, weird different things on here. So, it's a little hard to specialize in one thing when you do a lot of things. But I knew, I was like, all right, I gotta get the chicken and waffles because not only is it gonna be spicy, but hopefully the portion size is gonna be pretty good. We, can, we didn't really know anything about the portion sizes. So I got the Pennywise, which was a red waffle sandwich with fried chicken breast over medium eggs, pepper jack cheese, candied bacon, and finished with haunted maple heat sauce. Um, so that's what I got. Um, I thought it was very decent chicken and waffles. It was not spicy at all, and I, can I, if I can be honest with you guys, it dyed my poop red, because there was so much red food coloring in the waffles, um, so it sort of gave it the illusion it was spicier than it was, um, but it was just red food dye. I didn't think the spice on it was very spicy. It was good chicken, um, but the waffles just tasted kind of, like, generic. Um, I, there was really nothing to say about the waffles like it tasted just like I don't it I mean it wasn't a freezer waffle like you could tell they actually made the waffle but it wasn't very flavorful I guess um so my wife she of course is vegetarian and they do have a few vegan options on the menu they have like the ecto burger which is a vegan burger um bang bang cauliflower children of the street corn which is what we got for one of our appetizers and the Impossible Bird Box. So, two of the people we were with are actually vegetarian. So, there were a couple things from the vegan menu that we got um, at the table. My wife got the Ecto Burger, which was an Impossible Burger with vegan barbecue pulled pork, vegan smoked Gouda, sliced grilled onions. Sounds amazing to me. Um, but this thing came out, and it was borderline inedible. Um, my wife did not enjoy this food. No one at the table liked this food. We all took a little piece of it. It was horrible. It was a horrible veggie burger. It seemed like, I don't know, they like cooked it too long. It was like crumbly. Like, I don't know. It was definitely, it was not like a freezer burger or anything. It was like a homemade kind of thing or just some sort of one that like I've never seen before, but it was it was disgusting. It was horrendous. The barbecue pulled pork on top of it, quote unquote, was just mushrooms with barbecue sauce on it. Like it wasn't like I expected like a jackfruit or something like that. If you're going to call it like barbecue pulled pork vegan, it was literally just like 
some mushrooms that they had barbecue sauce on. It was a very, very bad burger. Um, she didn't even finish it. She took like a bite and a half and then she just ate when we got home. It was very, very bad. And I feel bad because again, it's a local place. I know they're struggling, but I mean, I need, I need to be honest in the review. Do not, their vegan options were not that good. They definitely need to step up the vegan options. Um, our other friend got the Impossible Bird Box, which was a vegan chicken sandwich. Um, it was fried cauliflower with vegan Cajun mayo, vegan brown sugar slaw, and haunted sauce. I'm not, still not sure what the haunted sauce on is. Um, but this one, she she said it was good. She said it was better than the, the Ecto Burger. She actually finished it. Um, well, most of it. I, she didn't eat the whole burger, but... Um, she actually, I think she took a box. She took the rest with her. Uh, my wife did not even ask for a box. Um, so this one was a little bit better. Um, and then our other friend who is not vegetarian got the regular bird box sandwich, which is a fried chicken sandwich with Cajun mayo, brown sugar slaw, white American cheese, and haunted sauce. She said it was good. So I guess the takeaway from this is the chicken at this place is good. Um, but there's not so much else going on. We did get a couple appetizers when we were there. We did get the children of the street corn, which is the vegan version of the nightmare of street corn, or I think it's called like the, the, the real version of it is nightmare on Elm street themed. The vegan version is children on the corn themed, but they're pretty much the same except one is has real bacon on it. One has fake bacon on it. Um, so street corn with garlic aioli, cheese, smoked bourbon paprika, cilantro, and candied bacon or candied vegan bacon. I don't know what the hell this vegan bacon was. Um, it was not good. So as I said, the vegan stuff, they really need to step it up with the vegan stuff. This, I, I don't, quote unquote bacon, was just like really weird, like soggy tofu pieces. Like, I would rather them just not have it on there. Like, the street corn itself was good with the sauce and everything. The street corn was fine, but then it had just, like, these weird tofu pieces that I don't think you needed to have on the dish. Um, it was not very good. Um, I don't know. And I'm not very good at these food reviews. I've never done a restaurant review before. This is the first one. I used to listen to the Diz Unplugged podcast where they would review, like, restaurants at, like, Walt Disney World and stuff like that. Maybe I need to rewatch some of those and sort of get some, like, food critiques. Um, but, yeah, this is my first restaurant review, so hopefully this isn't too horrible. But the Children of the Street Corn, a mixed bag. I would say just leave the vegan bacon off of it. The other appetizer that we got was called Critters, which was mozzarella sticks with Alfredo and sweet chili marinara. These were good. These were good. Um, I wasn't really a fan of the mixed sauces. I wish they would have just had, like, one sauce, either stick with the Alfredo or stick with the marinara. But it was good. Um, it was, like, on the plate. Like, the sauces were together, like, on the plate. So it wasn't, like, two cups of sauce and you could pick each one. It was sort of just there. These were good. Mine was full all the way. It was a full mozzarella stick. I know sometimes places will like skimp out and there's barely any mozzarella and you're just eating breading. But mine was a full mozzarella stick. Uh, again, you could tell it was homemade. It wasn't like a freezer stick. So those were pretty good as well. Um, they have some other appetizers as well. I'm not going to go through everything, but they have like some funny names. Like they have Scooby snacks, which are like nachos. 
Um, everything on the the restaurant is pretty much named after a horror film, a horror movie character, stuff like that. Like similar to the drink menu, they have a lot of stuff. Like they have pizzas, like Jaws is a pizza. It's like a seafood pizza um, and stuff like that. So all their stuff is named after horror films, and there's horror films playing as you're in the seats. They're on mute, I believe. If they're not on mute, they're on very quietly. I couldn't hear them over the music or anything. But something that's really weird about it is that the movies kept changing. Like, they didn't let a movie play out. Like, each screen had, like, a different film. But they weren't letting the movies play out. Like, they literally had, like, a guy going to the TVs every now and then and, like, changing the channel, which was, like, very, very strange. Like, it would just be in the middle of Wes Craven's new nightmare, and then he'd switch it to some other film. Like, it was very, very weird. Um, And we kept playing a game, like, at our table where, like, I would try to, like, guess what horror films they were because they kept changing them so often. Um, like, well, what was that? I was like, oh, they're playing The Shining over there, but they were just playing Nightmare on Elm Street a little bit ago and stuff like that. Um, as I said, they had the little Identify Horror Song game where people had to run up to the bar and guess the song that they were playing, which I could have done, but we were literally behind the bar, so there was literally no way for us to make it to the bar in time instead of, like, a normal person who was in, like, the main area of the restaurant. Um, so I didn't end up playing that, but I was identifying the songs at the table. They also had a pop-up dance party, which was a remix of the cha-cha slide to the Exorcist song. And of course, the guys on the microphone, like, hyping everyone up, like, trying to get people to, like, dance and stuff. And it's just, like, it's way too much. Like, they're trying to do way too many things there. Um, I don't know. It's very, very strange. Um, as I said, I'm just kind of going through my general notes of the night. Um, oh, also, so some people were celebrating birthdays when we were there. And you know how you go to, like, a Mexican restaurant or something and, like, they do the song or Texas Roadhouse when they'll sing to you and dance? They do a similar thing at the Haunted House restaurant where it's the purge, basically, where everyone, all the people from the kitchen come out, they're wearing masks, they have sparklers in the air, like, everything is, like... There's flames everywhere, and, like, they sing happy birthday to you, but they have the purge music playing at the time, like, the purge alarms, and, of course, the guys on the microphone screaming stuff. It's just a lot. Like, if you have anxiety, I would say just don't go to this restaurant. (laughs) There's a lot, a lot, a lot going on. I felt like everything was too much, yet not enough. Like, they focused so hard on, like, the weird gimmicks and getting people to party, but, like, not as much into the general decor of the restaurant. Um, Like, again, I said we were sitting up against a plain brick wall, basically, with some TVs up really high. Um, There weren't much in terms of decorations. On the other side of the bar, like, I think the bar was decorated with, like, some spider webs and stuff like that. But, like, as far as overall decor, besides the murals, there really isn't much going on. Um, the entire place also smelled like popcorn. So that gives it another, like, movie... Like, it should have been the horror movie theater restaurant or something like that. Like, it's not really a haunted house. Um, I don't know. It was very, very strange, very... Um, like, they need to find what their identity is. Like, I feel like there's a very, very weird lack of identity with what they, like, want to do with it. Um, but the place smelled like popcorn. They give you popcorn with your meal, like a little thing of popcorn. Um, 
We also, as I mentioned, the punch bowl was like so expensive. We were literally eating the little candies that came in the bottom of the punch bowl. Like they had like those little sour sharks and stuff because it was supposed to be like the lighthouse. Um, so they had like those little sh- uh, sour gummy candies at the bottom. We made sure we ate every candy out of that thing. Um, and actually the frozen candy was very good. Um, as I mentioned, they did bring popcorn over with our meal, but we noticed when we came in, they had like those shakers that you can get like of the flavored popcorns. Like, you know what I mean? Like you see them at the grocery store, like at a movie theater, like those colored tubes are like all the different popcorn flavors. They like, I, we saw them offering those to other tables. They did not offer those to us, um, which was a little bit of a shame. Um, I really don't know what else to say about this restaurant. It was a very, very mixed bag. Um, I'm hoping when we go the second time, I have a little bit better experience than I did this time. Um, it wasn't the greatest experience, I guess. I, and again, I tried to manage my expectations about it because I didn't know what to expect. And it wasn't like a complete tourist trap. Like, it wasn't like the worst thing ever, like, it wasn't, like, a rainforest cafe or just, like, some shitty, like, pizza joint that people think is awesome in town, but it's really just, like, overpriced, like, crappy pizza. It's not that. It's just very... It needs some work. Like, I'm not... I'm gonna be honest. It needs some work. I think it has a lot of potential. I think there's a lot of amazing things that they can do with this place, but, again, it's just not there yet. Um, so I'm hoping when I go again in a couple weeks with the homies... I have a better update of you guys of what's going on at the Hound and House restaurant. Maybe give it a little bit more of a positive review. Hopefully get their opinions in on it as well. Um, but for right now, it's way for me personally, I don't th- if I didn't have this other reservation that was planned and coming up, I don't think I would be going back. At least not this year. Like maybe like give it a year, see what's going on, see what they've changed. Um, but it's not something I'm going to be returning to frequently. And it's a shame you guys know I love horror. You know I love local businesses, new businesses, stuff like that. But like it's got to be good. The food's got to be good. The service has to be good. The service was decent. Um, it has to be an inviting environment. Again, I know it's a haunted house restaurant. I understand it's supposed to be insane. Um, but it wasn't a very... The environment was very misguided and weird. Like, it didn't know what it wanted to be. It's either go all out or have the horror aesthetic, but just sort of be, like, chill. Like, I wish it was more like Fun House, the bar in Cleveland, where it's a horror aesthetic, but it's chill. Like, there's not, like, insane shit going on. Like, I wish it was more a place where you could vibe. Um, Like Cloak and Dagger. I don't know if you guys have ever been to Cloak and Dagger, but that's another great place that has a spooky atmosphere. But you go to just vibe. Like, here, you're going here to party, I guess. Um, It's pretty crazy at times. So... We'll see how it is in a couple weeks when I go back. I definitely will be giving you guys an update. Um, But that is about it for this time for the House of Horror, you guys. Again, if you want to see the pictures and you're not on the YouTube version, I will direct you over to my Twitter account, which you can find down in the description below, along with my voicemail number. If you guys have been to the Haunted House restaurant and you had a positive experience there, leave me a voicemail. I'd love to hear your stories. I'd love to hear what you guys want to hear me talk about on the House of Horror in the future. Um, and yeah, tweet to me, subscribe over on YouTube, do all of that amazing things. I hope you guys have been enjoying the house of horror so far, and that's going to wrap it up for this episode. You guys, I don't know how long this has been going again. This is a little mini sode and I will catch you guys back here again for another episode of the house of horror coming very, very soon. And with that, you guys take care 
and stay spooky.